This is Dave Chang. And Chris Ying. We are the hosts of Recipe Club. You may have listened to it before, but we are now back on the air, new and improved, with the same hosts that lose every week. I still don't know what the rules are because they've changed as well. Chris, can you give a quick rundown? Every week, we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. We take a user, listener, submitted recipe, and we all cook it with our friends, Priya Krishna, Rachel Kong, Brian Ford, and John DeBerry. And then we talk about what went right and what went wrong. No, I actually really don't want to do this podcast. (laughs) And they are hardly our friends. They are enemies. They are enemies. It's Dave's civil disobedience. If you want to see Dave Chang in an act of civil disobedience, tune into Recipe Club where he will not follow the recipe. I'm contractually obligated (laughs) to make this podcast. (laughs) But I'm here to have a good time. So listen to Recipe Club every week on the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new pure leaf blackberry iced tea that we have here at the Spotify studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a berry delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a berry delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Domo Media. I just want to say we're still dads. We're, uh, man, Chris, life is so much harder with two. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't think we've, I, maybe we haven't even done a dad since you've become a father of two children. Now we've got the whole spectrum from zero to five covered. <laughs> I just, I was just gazing into the window. Just thousand yard stare because that was the moment of peacefulness that I'll have. I just got to catch whatever moments of peace I can have. They don't tell so you. So, to the bigger point here is like all of the parenting advice that people give you or anything you read or hear about, like, I don't think they tell you, like, they can't prepare you for two. It's so, I mean, Bill Simmons has been trying to prepare me because he is two. I'll say this. <laughs> I say a lot of things, but this is the one thing that has rung true from the parental advice of having to, when you're about to have to every, you know, having the, the, the advice from the, 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 when we had, when we first had Hugo, eh, some of it was true. Some of it wasn't true. Some of it was embellished or over-exaggerated for the most part. It was probably a hit and miss of like 40 to 50% of accuracy. The advice I got for two has been 100% accurate. And oh, the, really? a common thread for every single person that's given me advice is it's so much fucking harder. <laughs> <laughs> it is not here. It is not twice as hard. No, it, 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 it is. 
No, but it's the first, one of the very few times in my life where it has met or exceeded the difficulty yep. in terms of what people <laughs> had presented to me. Do you now, I do this, do you now look at parents, friends who have one kid and just think like, that's so quaint. That's Can I just so be easy. honest? Can I just be honest <laughs> how I think about it now? When you're sitting on a plane and you see that person bring their toy dog in their arm. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it's like. Yeah, you're like, you're like oh, oh, that's, that's nice. A, that's a toy dog. That's I nice. have a, I, I have a, a 300 pound Saint Bernard, but yeah. that's a cute dog. That's cute that you've got that thing. That's nice. I mean, I look back at the difficulty of being a, 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 a father for the first year, and how stressed out you were. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. you do, oh my god, they're coughing. Are they choking? I got to check their mouth. Are they going to die? We got to call the doctor. Look at that thing on the face. What if it's a not a rash? What if it's an allergy? <laughs> right. Oh my god! Right, everything. Oh my god, everything is going to potentially injure my son. None of that rang true, and I was just—you're just in a state of fear. I feel like mm-hmm. you hear this too. Eh, you realize it's you're just kids are so much more resilient. What I I have, and I've always made the comparison between two restaurants and one. It's a little bit like that. It's a lot more like that than hmm. than than for a restaurateur that understands that or a chef operating multiple. What I didn't anticipate was the unruliness of Hugo, amplified because they're not getting the attention that yeah. they once got. And he's been he's been really well behaved, but man, the time suck now for Hugo is so much more. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. much. It's not that G- Gus is hard. It's that Hugo is. That's what makes it really difficult. I think that's that's been that's been the same situation for us as well. Where it's just like, <laughs> the, I mean, like, like honestly, like the from zero to two, it's a little easier. They're they're a little less. They have a little less they willpower. Especially they the, can't move. They can't go anywhere. They can't get any trouble. Also, the second one doesn't know what life was like to be an only child. The first one has this very clear memory of being a kid who didn't have anybody else to take attention away from him or her. And it's not even like they 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 don't act out in like they don't always act out in like very specific ways. They're not like I'm angry because now I am only one of two children. Like they just right. it just infinitely harder but and i mean everything becomes something that they're interested in for example we have all these uh under uh, as every parent can understand now they have figured out how to put tools together how to put a box together on top of uh, a, a like a piece of artwork so they can stand on top of it and get something you they know, can get like- into everything now <laughs> It's like when you have like a rogue nation, and you're like, oh no, they figured out how they figured out how to harvest yeah. uranium. Yeah. Oh God. They're only three steps away from being nuclear. Hugo now knows <laughs> that if he scrunches all of his pillows and teddy bears into the corner of his crib, he can just easily climb out. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and yeah. not a surprise that I see him at 8 30 eating ice cream. <laughs> like, where did you get that? I got it. Don't I got worry it. About it. I mean, like, he's like, because he knows where it is. What am I supposed yeah. to do? Right. No, ice cream does not now just like sort of magically appear to him. He's like, no, ice cream is in that box over there. That's where the ice cream is. He's so much smarter than I give him credit for because he'll say, all right, Hugo, you have to eat all your food before I give you a, you know, a, a dessert or something like that. He's like, no, he won't eat do it. <laughs> he just won't do it. You know why? He knows he's going to get it. Right. He's going to find a way to get it later. 
So he is playing possum, whatever. Yeah. And I'm still not going to eat this. He's called our bluff. But he's now bluff. I, I'm just showing you that like, this is what he's playing with. A steel wool. What is that? Steel wool. Where did he find that? He this just is found the current fascination for Hugo this week. Taking a, a, a big package, one per hour, it seems like, and then unthreading <laughs> it till it's this. Right. This is until <laughs> it's now useless. It's like a, it's, a not even, it's like a slinky. <laughs> it's a steel and poo. This is where I, it is poo. Except that he leaves this donger of steel wool <laughs> like an untrained dog throughout the house now. You just got little steel poos laying yeah, around the I house. I got steel poos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so this is this is this is this is real. And hard. But you were so so we were talking just a minute ago though about like the advice you get. And I feel like you know, we we haven't done it dads for a little while. And part of it is like, we've been trying to really figure out, it's it's hard, right? Because like you said, so when, when you got advice about Hugo before he was born, eh, 40 to 50% of it's right. And like, that's not a, that's not like a slam against the parents that, that give you that advice or any of the books or anything. It's just that like every family and situation is different and it's hard to like give some sort of universal advice to anybody that's going to necessarily apply to them, right? Like, and, and and if you do it wrong, it just sounds really annoying when somebody tells you like, oh, you're having this problem. I got the solution for you. Like, it's that just the it, worst. It's the I worst. Hate it. <laughs> what works for me will work for you. Right. That's just simple. What works for me will work for you. Oh, I got the best tip. Oh, I got this. It works amazing for my child. Oh, there's this thing that I use now that measures the temperature of your kid and it does white noise and it's a teddy bear. It works. Your, your kid's going to love it. Your kid's going to sleep through the night. Your kid's going to your kid's gonna start working in a factory and bringing home money for you. Like it's none of these things are, are like necessarily true. It's, it's so hard. Like what I like to like the thing that like, honestly, this is weird, but like what I like to hear is just like, I just want to hear somebody else's specific situation. I want to hear about what you're doing, but don't tell me that it's going to work for me. Like, tell me, like I was talking to Jamie the other day and she's like, you know, what's really interesting to me. Like, I just like to hear other people's bedtime routine because like, I just want to know what other people are doing. Not because it's going to work for me, but just like, am I the only crazy person out here? Like, I like to hear when people are failing. I like to hear that other parents are struggling. We live Not in a, like, a morally, physically relative world where no one has the exact same thing. And um, the way I make a comparison, Chris, is I don't play video games anymore. I don't have an Xbox 6 or whatever it is now or PlayStation 25, whatever it is now. Um, although it seems that we're living in a computer simulation. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't have these things, but when I see people play, Whatever game it seems that anybody is playing, they are choosing their avatar. They are choosing their video game character. They are personalizing their experience. Yep. Everybody has their own reality that suits them. And I think that one of the things I found out in parenting, in purchasing things as a parent, in talking to other parents in general, is that the, the world at large has yet to embrace in parenting the customization of how you might want something. The one size fits all doesn't actually work. There's price points. There's, you know, allergies. There's different everything. And it seems to me, especially talking to you and dads and just being a parent now, 
the rest of the world, including food, sports, you name it, everybody has their own way of how they would want something. I mean, just thinking randomly, sports, for example, if you watch sports, because someone's saying, I don't know what Dave's talking about. If you're a hockey player, a baseball player, no one uses their own hockey stick. Everyone has their own way of bending the thing. Everyone has their own baseball. Everyone has their own gloves. One size does not fit all, even though they're playing the same sport. But the funny thing is, if you go to buy anything, if you go to talk to any parent, there is this mass universe of shit. There's mm-hmm. so much stuff, so many books, so many uh, how-tos, so many formulas, so many toys, but how I'm processing it seems to be this is there's only one way. And I'm like, there's a right. disconnect here. How the hell? It seems to me, and I could be wrong, what I want to ask you, does it seem that there's a disconnect between the, the multitude of a choice for a parent versus the distillation of the message that gets to the parent. Yeah. And I think that distillate, I think the, the, what happens is there's all of this stuff and it gets flattened into like, this is the best, this is the best crib, the best stroller, the best, you know, baby bottle. And it has this flattening effect. Not only does it like, it neglects all of the, the, the variety of, of human existence. It, it, it neglects to, to, to note that like, maybe this is the best for 87% of people. Maybe it's the best for 95% of people, but 5% of people is a ton of people. And it makes you as a parent, like the other thing that it does is you're just like, well, if this is the best and it's not working for me, something's wrong with me. Something's wrong with how I'm doing it. Something's wrong with my kids. Something's wrong with the way I'm parenting. And like, you just need to like make more room for the fact that like there are other mm. ways. If you, I can't remember when we did the whole uh, breakdown on 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 best knives, right? Mm-hmm. That was a couple months ago, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. maybe the best thing you could tell somebody thinking about a new knife is to teach them how to sharpen it, mm-hmm. right? Not not to tell them which knife to buy. That's Assess the situation first. What are the, all the options available to you? And then if you really need a new knife, this is the knife. But the knife that you are being told is the best may not actually be the best knife because a Japanese Mac blade, while a fine knife, even though it's not, is, <laughs> is not. The re- There's so many reasons why I'm just thinking about it. It makes me mad. Just, you're not going to sharpen that knife. It's a, it's a not a 50-50 blade, blah, blah, blah. There's all these reasons why it's not a great knife to say it's the best knife. And I find that's the case more and more when I, as a parent, hear misinformation. You may hear this show and hear us talk or lament about buying fish at a supermarket and all the misinformation that's there. Uh, just, and I don't want to say misinformation, it's just the, there's like asymmetric information right now between what is known versus what the customer has at their disposal, right? A good example would be MSG in food. Huge discrepancy between fact and reality. I feel this is where I'm gravitated towards, right? This, this uh, flattening or, or making things a little bit more equal. There's so much junk out there. There's so much, but not all of it's junk. One person may actually find it to be great. I've talked to a lot of parents I have now, you know, I make a lot of uh, Gus's baby food. There's all kinds of things to make baby food with. If you look at a lot of the baby stuff, there's baby marketing on it. Right. Like a baby face or cute pastel <laughs> colors. 
everything's marketed to the adult that's trying to tell me this is good for a baby. I don't need that. I'm not the baby. Gus isn't looking at this blender. (laughs) I mean, "Mm, this is going to be better because it's a baby. If my blender is cute, then my baby will eat the food out of it. That's not. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, I have like, you know, I I pack the kids lunches most days or a lot of days. Sorry, Jamie. Jamie does it a lot. (laughs) But, um, you know, we have a, we have a little bento. It's like a, a, it's like a bent go brand bento box. It's like, it's very popular. I like it a lot actually, but there's like one compartment in this thing. It's like a little circular one and I can never fill it. It's, it's like the, the size is the wrong thing. It's not the, it's, it just doesn't work with anything that I make. And all the reviews and people say like, that's a dipper. Like that's where you put the dip in there. And I was like, but my kids don't eat dip. <laughs> so like, this is the best one. My kids, it is a good Chris's one. kids actually use chewing tobacco dip. <laughs> my kids love dip, dipping, but they don't dip vegetables. They just, they put a little uh, chewing tobacco. They love the yeah, fiberglass, exactly. how that cuts into their gums. <laughs> but like, that's the, you know, like for me, you know, that's, that's where things sort of fall apart. Where it's just like, should my kids be eating more dip? Am, am I doing this wrong? Am I not good for like putting the dip in there? But really, I'm just like, this is maybe just not the right one for me. You know, like that's, and then that's like the conversation we're talking about. Like that's a product conversation, but we're also just talking about the, the, the advice, right? Like what people are telling you is, is good and bad. Right. So if you, if you, um, have listened to us for a while, right, we're going to use these opportunities. We talk about microwave cooking again, one of those things. Culturally misunderstood, scientifically amazing, right? Machine from the future here in present day and everything. So we work on a product like any day. So this is what we are excited to do is to be able to use our experiences, hopefully find somebody that's willing to work with us so we can actually get stuff out there, right? On one hand, I can't say too much about hard goods and stuff like that. Uh, Same stuff we do with, with Momofuku when we're coming up with soft goods. So we've been looking for a while to find a partner that will help us get our stuff out there, but also be able to sift through the, the, the multiverse of products that are out there as well. So we've been working with the good people at Bye Bye Baby, and we've been talking to them, and we have a bunch of ideas, a bunch of stories, a bunch of products and solutions for all the parents out there, I'm excited to work with them because it's an opportunity to do everything that we want to do, right? To bring our experience, whether people agree with it or not, and it's not just our experiences, but our network of people that are parents in a whole range of levels and, and places in their life to actually share with that and to say, is this useful or not? Is this good or not? And the reality is, I'm probably the furthest thing from being a, (laughs) I never thought I'd I'd never talk about this kind of stuff in my life. Mm -hmm. And I just want to be as honest as possible about it because it's a discovery process for me. And the further I've been down this road, whether I'm making food, buying diapers, formula, strollers, you name it, I'm, I'm constantly perplexed and in awe of the scope of this universe. And also the, the lack of sort of an understanding what's actually best in class, what's actually good. And understanding that this is, again, choosing a video game character about what might be useful for somebody. Say, not saying that this stroller is the best for everybody. Um, but there are, uh, on top of it, and 
being able to be honest with the people at Bye Bye Baby about what we think are non-truths slash misinformations <laughs> about what is good, right? Yeah. And maybe down the line, and, and, and <laughs> we might down the line be able to change some of the products and services that are available to people. Like that's, that's the direction we want to be my, heading in. We are, go, we are going to. But yeah, I so for for night now, we're going to continue exploring. We are going to keep talking about fails and stuff, but we wanted to just give everybody this background that, you know, somebody's listening to dads and hopefully it's resonating with, long, with the long, people. Long story cut short, we're partnering up with Bye Bye Baby. Very simple. <laughs> so, that's that's the background. Should we do should we get into our our traditional format here a little bit, Dave, talk about some fails and and successes and maybe some uh recipes? Can I before we get into that, can I just start? This is a good example. One of my wife's friends came over. We still use these rice paper cups. We've talked about them on one of the very first episodes of Dad's to drink out of because they're plastic and it's fine, uh, fine, but we don't cook out of them. We, th- we, we got rid of the plates. Hugo still uses them. Sometimes I drink out of them. I found that almost all of our cups now are plastic or something mm-hmm. of that sort. That's just now mm-hmm. a fact of life. And she, this great Grace's friend said... Oh, these cups are awesome. The plates are even better. Hmm. And I and I, I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's no, they're plastic. It's when I think we had Steph Chang on and we were talking about plastic in the microwave. And these plates are marketed as microwavable safe mm-hmm. because it's made from rice. Mm-hmm. But the rice oil is turned into plastic. <laughs> which is basically just plastic. The thing that you should never microwave, even though Chris has learned, because Chris, when we first started this process, said, wait, microwave in, in plastic wrap is bad? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. It's, it's the, it's what, true. Microwave isn't bad. That What is bad is microwaving in plastic or using plastic. The only thing that's safe is silicone, certain shapes of metal and glass. That's it. Or ceramics. So, you know, I, I, this is a perfect conversation. This is a mother of three who's an amazing parent and is, uh, I think, extremely knowledgeable about what to do and how to, she, I, we, Grace and I marvel at her ability to be the mother of three kids and be so great at it. But here I have a conversation and I question her on that. And it turns into this, not a contentious moment, but a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. How do you know that silicone is good? How do you know this is good? How do you know that is good? The other thing is a microwave is extremely useful for children. I think I use it for to reheat every meal that Gus makes. I, I make for Gus, right? Because mm-hmm. I cold store it and then I heat it up and I bring it back down to temperature. And I just reheated Hugo's um, about organic chicken nuggets. I didn't put them in the oven. You know why? It doesn't matter. He just wants to eat them. So I reheated right. six of them for a minute, put them in a lunchbox with some leftover old pesto macaroni and that was his lunch as he went to the museum today. I use it all the time. The microwave is extremely important. But again, these are controversial subjects for people. This is something that we should be talking more about. Well, I think sort of at the core of that, you know, you've got a, a mom who's trying, trying her best to like do the safest thing, to do the best thing for her kids, to do the most convenient thing. But like, you know, marketing kind of like hoodwinks us, right? Like this is rice plastic. So it's safe because it's made of rice, but you're like, but at the end of the day, it's plastic, right? So that's like the same thing, Dave. I was just thinking it's like, well, this plastic is made from old dinosaurs. 
because that's where plastic comes from. Like fossilized dinosaurs, they get compressed into oil and extracted from the earth and then they're made into plastics. And it's like, but it's made of dinosaurs, so it's safe. It's made of natural, naturally occurring dinosaurs. And you're like, but that's not right. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. So let's 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 get into some more specifics here because I think we were just saying you know there's no there's no universal truths about about parenting advice there's no there's no whatever people will tell you there's no one size fits all solutions to any of your parenting problems except for the ones that we provide but I think there are certain near universal pain points and like every parent for instance wants their kids to eat food <laughs> and at some point every parent is going to encounter a dilemma of like trying to get your kids to eat the food you want them to eat or to get them to eat the food, period. So I think we can start by talking about something like that has a basic universality from our own perspective. So like, let me ask you this, Dave, where are Gus and Hugo currently in terms of willingness to eat what you are trying to feed them? You know, I was really blessed with Hugo because he ate everything until, until age two, everyone, whenever I would see anybody and they always ask about Hugo, they always marvel at what a great eater he was or is. He's like, oh, he must eat everything. I said, yes, but the day he turned 24, I mean, 24 months, the day he stopped eating anything that I gave him, <laughs> he just yeah. turned into yeah. a series of white and brown, and he was on the anti-keto, anti-Atkins diet. No protein, only white rice with water, and, and then macaroni, pasta. And, and I don't know what the food terminology is, but it was almost uh, like, a, a, like a, a class supremacist with food. <laughs> Where it was just... Gotta just, keep everything separated. There's right. no interrelations, no mixture of races or right. anything. 
anything that ever touched anything else was out. This is out. And it, right. it is, as a parent, I know you know what I'm talking about. You're, you're really, that one piece of grain of rice, that touch, that sauce. Yeah. We can just remove that one piece of grain. But no, no you want to get rid of all the rice. <laughs> okay. The most infuriating part about all of that, though, is like, because that's the, that's the same thing with, I think, me and I, I, other parents have said the same thing. But I'm just like, when are you going to learn that sauce on rice is the best? <laughs> Can you just stop with this? Plain rice. Nothing. I don't want plain rice. No. Sauce on rice, please, kid. He, this is, I'm just being very honest here. You know what he consisted on? He lived off many, many meals. American cheese in his silicone bowl with white rice with water. Water? White rice, American cheese, folks. <laughs> Good God. Good God, man. That's like, it's punishing. Is he still in that phase? Is he still no, in there? No, thank Is God. You know, okay. after Hugo, and it's funny, it was 12 months. Hugo turning three years old, everything's sort of coming back. Except now, milk. Anything that's milk, get it out. Now, no milk. Only he was a big after milk kid. Christina Tosi, when she visited us a, a couple months ago, must have whispered something to Hugo. <laughs> Because the only milk Hugo wants to eat or at all is cereal milk. It has to. <laughs> I mean, that's the only milk I want. That's the all the flavor milk I want. Of, of the cereal into the milk, and he will only drink cereal milk. So I blame Christina Tosi. But for the most part, Hugo is eating more things now, and I've learned to stop fetishizing over everything. And that's another thing. Your as a parent, I've learned is if I'm watching everything and I have a reaction, I'm like, Ooh, then I'm dead. If I this have like, thing, oh no, like, if I say no, so I just leave him be and he eats. Yesterday he ate chicken for the, like, he just, he's eating things now. Now he wants braised beef. He wants kalbi jim, Korean braised short ribs. It's funny thing. He was way more adventurous before, but mm -hmm. I don't know why. The, this whole maturation process of a child's palate is insane to me. Gus, yeah. on the other hand, is pure joy. <laughs> Kid eats everything there's not one mm. food he doesn't like even the thing he dislikes he'll eat avocado and you know today I, I bought some frozen peas i'm going to puree that and i'm always just trying to like mix it up with protein so breakfast he eats some kind of mash of oatmeal you know we were discovering he might have some allergies so we're trying to figure that out or some kind of you know fr fruit puree lunch I, I give myself a break this is another subject these pre-packaged um, containers, the once upon a time mm -hmm. things, the things the that packets. are shelf stable, the package, they're extremely expensive once you start mm -hmm. adding them up. And Gus has such an appetite that he needs two of those things <laughs> for lunch. <laughs> two. One is what is recommended. We've learned he freaks out. The only time Gus cries, legitimately cries, is when he doesn't get enough food. <laughs> this is the story that my parents always told about me when I was a kid was my uncle was trying to feed me with a spoon and I would cry in between each bite because food wasn't coming fast enough. So yeah. two people had to get spoons and have like a constant procession of spoons coming to my it's, mouth. Like, it's that sounds it's like, like punching. It's, a, uh, it's similar to a punching a bag. Speed bag. Speed bag. Yeah. <laughs> so... I love cooking for Gus. I'm always trying to figure out what's best, you know, and getting the right ingredients. And this is a whole nother conversation. 
The other day, I made them salmon. I bought salmon from Trader Joe's, the barbecue cut that was not organic because it actually doesn't like the sockeye. I'm wondering more and more if I buy king salmon, how, is it actually king salmon? Is but mm. king salmon is it? Fro, you know, there's all these things, and it's also right now it's thirty nine forty bucks at the supermarket. I'm I I, I have resigned myself uh, to to just accepting that I may not buy the best of the best of the best for these kids now. I'm not because at the end of the day, I might, and I hate myself. I hate commodity salmon. I hate it, but it's what he likes to eat. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. anything that tastes super wild or or sockeye-ish or coho, which is cheaper, you can buy that pretty affordably. And but it tastes like crap. The only people that like that are bears and eagles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, king salmon is one of the best things, and 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 the commodity salmon, it, it is what it is. But he loves eating it, so I I bought it for him, and I. I made a, a mixture of Japanese sweet potatoes that I just pureed and I mixed in some formula and I have that. I have some beets that I made. I have a, it's all kinds of vegetable purees, all fortified with formula. And I mix that in with any kind of puree. So I'll just boil some turkey, beef, pork, and I'll just blitz it. And then I'll have the ability to mix and match whatever I have in my freezer that I'll bring up the temp. The, the night before, so it's defrosted in the refrigerator, and then I will mix it in a silicone bowl and then microwave it for one minute, which gets it pretty ripping hot, and then let it cool down for five minutes, and that's what we'll eat for dinner. Mm-hmm. And he eats it all, and now he's eating uh, those teething chips. He's eating things on his own, and he's drinking water on his own. So it's like it's happening where he can now, he's taking that next step. Feeding him is truly the best part of my day because it's so pure yeah i so i I mean the the thing is like you know a lot of that resonates with me too i think like one thing is like there's this difference between kids that you don't expect you're like same mom same dad same house same environment same offerings why aren't you doing the exact same thing as the other one so like ruby was a pure joy too like she ate everything she tries everything we would go places i'd be so proud of her she's just like crush a dozen oysters when she was like two years old Keith, I'm like driven by this constant fear with Keith that he's like going to be malnourished. He like won't eat anything. And so when you said, you know, it's like uh, King Salmon is objectively better, but the kids don't like it. Like that rings so true to me with like this pragmatism of like, listen, are you concerned with like making sure your kid eats the coolest thing that your kid like drinks the so so instance, for instance, our house, I like to buy. The fancy Strauss milk, the organic cream top milk that comes in a glass container, blah, blah, blah. And Mm-mm. my wife writes a little shopping list in the kitchen for me whenever I go to the grocery store. And she wrote on there like, milk, not Strauss. And I thought she was making a point of like, save some money. The record, don't Strauss buy milk, the f- amazing. Great butter, great dairy. So good. But you know what's not meant for? Adults eating the, the cream butter <laughs> yeah. that's stuck on top. <laughs> Because yeah. my child doesn't like it either. They spit okay, it so out. So this was the thing. The cream on the top is the best thing. It's just pure milk fat. But then I came home with the Strauss anyway, just defiantly brought the Strauss home. And my wife was like, what are you doing? I was like, I, we can afford one more bottle of this Strauss. I promise I'll cut back my other spending. And she was like, the kids don't drink this. They want like the the watery stuff. They don't want this. Can we just like, do a reenactment milk. of what actually was said? Hey, Chris, you dumb dumb. That's what we said. 
Hey, Chris, you dumb dumb. I wrote that out of there for a reason because I'm trying to get our kids to eat. And I was like, oh, that's that's true. So like that's the that's the pragmatic thing. And you know, I'm just thinking about like a lot of my like what you said, like you're fetishizing it, you're getting overexcited when they eat something. Like all of that is not driven by what's getting your kids to eat. It's driven by like your own kind of sense of self-fulfillment or 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 whatever it is. And like I was just thinking about like some of like my tactics when it comes to like getting the kids to eat. And, you know, we have secret weapons, right? There's always like, oh man, I found this thing that Hugo would eat during his like year of asceticism. I found this thing that like Keith will eat. So I'm going to like go to the weapon every time. That's a phrase that's never been uttered with a child before. (laughs) His year Uh, of asceticism. Year of asceticism (laughs) with the child. That's, we did it. We, we Hugo, did it, guys. Hugo was just making a political point. So, like, here's here's the conclusion I came to, and I'm sure uh, parents have come to this over and over and over again. But it's like, you call your kids picky, but like Dave Chang, Chris Ying, like we are picky as hell. We're so picky. Like my, I would say if I had to distill it down, I'd be like, my favorite food in the world is probably some form of curry rice. I don't want to eat that every day. Like I want to eat, and I don't want somebody to tell me when to eat. I am trying my best to put variety in. I am different than you. I'm. I am. I. I I actually know this already. I'm trying my (laughs) best to give as much variety to my children as possible, because I've already learned from my mistakes with Hugo. Hugo used to eat a boiled egg every morning and yogurt, and I thought I was a genius. This is so easy. You're like, I'll boil 36 yeah, eggs, so I'm all change, set for the week. I do not have to change anything. It's so easy. And he wants it medium boiled, and he wants his uh, yogurt, you know, the the any yogurt with fruit on the bottom. Doesn't matter. Done. There's a reason now. He refuses to eat a boiled egg. He doesn't know it. He's not aware of it. And there's he dislikes yogurt intensely. I learned that because he stopped eating that. So for my mistake... I'm trying to introduce as much variety as possible, yet I still fall into the same habits right now. And this gets back to just nourishing your child. I don't know if he'll eat anything other than cereal in the morning. I've tried. If I, if I make fried rice, he doesn't eat that. Mm-hmm. I have to give him cereal. And if he stops eating that, I'm always wondering, what do I do? And it's also, as I said, the only consumption of milk in his diet now. He, he, he even has his ratio. I want a bigger bowl now so we don't give him the, the, the silicone bowl. He takes a big adult bowl and he wants a lot of cereal and a lot of milk and he tries to push away the cereal just to drink the milk. <laughs> you know? And, and I'm man. just like, okay. I've been trying to introduce other things. I'm trying not to make the same mistakes with Gus. But at some point when you're out of options and most importantly, not just options, time. Time is such a huge thing. That you resort to the tried and true whatever they're going to eat. Chicken nuggets. I don't know what is going on with this chicken nugget cabal in this world <laughs> and what they have done. And this collusion they have with the, you know, children. This, this devil's pact they have with all children under the age of eight years old. I don't know what the hell is happening, but it's something nefarious. I, I want to understand it because it's yeah. fucked up. do you okay is it is it do you feel like there's collusion here because you don't see the appeal of the chicken nugget it's similar to pizza everybody likes pizza i don't but there's a reason 
when we had Wiley Dufresne on it, it's because it's umami. There's balance of texture and crush, and there's a balance between acidity and fat and sweetness and salt. It's just a wonderful, balanced food item for your palate. I get that. I also love chicken, fried chicken things, right? Mm-hmm. I like that because it's a vehicle for ranch dressing and that crunchiness. <laughs> I'm not eating it because it's delicious. I'm also right. most of the times in an altered state of reality. It's okay <laughs> then. That being said, I don't understand it because I've now seen all of my son's friends not eat anything. The universal truth is they will always, always eat a chicken nugget. It doesn't make any sense to me. What? has happened. And I've seen all, not every ethnicity in the world, but a lot of them, and nobody has a problem with it. I don't know what's happening. It's, it, it's very similar to um, Pink Fong's uh, Baby Shark, <laughs> that they right. measured out the beats and the cadence and the frequencies to brainwash your kids. Right. There's something genetically encoded in our brains. I, I, <laughs> I'm not even making this stuff anymore i'm now in a conspiracy theory belief that the chicken manufacturer cabal has figured this out and it's similar to trying to market cigarettes to kids and teenagers i don't know what's going on my favorite though is when you encounter like an adult who's still like into chicken nuggets like deeply into chicken nuggets nothing like wrong deep- with, I, I don't that's fine i love chicken nuggets. No, when no, i try no, to pass no, mcdonald's no. Again, I I, like when the- you think about it i'm not eating a chicken nugget from a fast food place, say McDonald's, because it's inherently delicious in and of itself, the sweet and sour sauce is what makes it delicious. Yeah. So I'm not, no, no, this is not a knock on chicken nuggets or sweet and sour sauce, which we, uh, of course, should also put on our list of 100 best things you can eat in this country. Ooh. What I'm saying is the, the adult who goes to a restaurant and like still has to find some kind of kid's menu item. Although... You and I were having a discussion just yesterday about the uh, the, ki- the 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 underrated nature of the kids menu at a restaurant. To the restaurants out there that sell chicken nuggets, but they're really just chopped up chicken fingers. Shame on you! <laughs> shame on you! Shame on you for serving, trying to pass off your chopped up chicken fingers as a nugget. That's not what a nugget is. No, a nugget is like reconstituted pureed chicken schmoo. There's too much meat in there. I need it. I need. The beaks. I need the feathers. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing. I'm. I, I when I, I. I'll just say this right now as a total lie, but I'm going to believe my own lie. I eat chicken nuggets because I believe in nose to tail eating. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you. Correction. You eat chicken nuggets because you believe in nose and tail eating. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's yes. all you're eating. So no, I, I am genuinely perplexed uh, as to why chicken nuggets, and I don't know. I, He's never not enjoyed them. So I'm, I, I wonder what's going to happen there. I will also say another food that I killed with him is ikura. I would get this very fancy Same. ikura. He now dislikes it intensely because I've overdone it. And I know that parents understand this very, very much dilemma. This, I, I don't know what to do, but Hugo is now eating more things. He still doesn't enjoy vegetables. And I'm dealing mm-hmm. with that. But um, <laughs> and neither do you. That's another thing. I mean, we've spoken about this going to kids' parties now. It's also interesting to see what they serve other children. Mm-hmm. And like one what? of these parties, they served uh, green market carrots. Every child had a carrot in their hand, except for Hugo. No. And I was so proud of him. So proud of him. <laughs> You're so proud of him for not eating a carrot. 
Yeah, see, like, this is what we're saying. A lot of like most people will tell you that giving kids vegetables is the right thing to do, but we're here to tell you the other perspective is maybe it's not that good. <laughs> I mean, there's like so like we we also we also fed uh, uh, our kids ikra a lot, like because you know salmon roe has o- omega three fatty acids. It's good for their brain development, all this stuff. But is also it, deep down, for someone me, tell me why it's good for your brain development. I want to know. Other than reading it. So we need to get a, a, a medical professional scientist, biologist to let us know why it's actually good. And I'm serious. We should probably get Daria Rose back on to, to explain to us why certain foods are good for the development of the babies. Why avocados are good. It's another food that I kill for Hugo. He doesn't yeah, like avocados. Right. And now I'm just like, now you're not going to be able to do math. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, part of it is driven by this fear. Uh, for me, at least. It's like, oh, I need you to eat. I need you to eat the right things that are going to make you smart. They're going to make you grow strong, all of these things. But if I'm like really being honest with myself, a lot of it is also driven, like, I'll just call it by ego. Cause I'm just like, I love seeing my kids eat avocado and ikra and oysters. I love like opening up like the little bento box when they come home from school or the nanny and it being empty. Like it's an ego thing for me. Like I open my little bento and like, Everything's gone. But, but and I'm like, Chris, I did a great I, job. I, I've been thinking about that. I don't know if I equate myself that feeling of ego. I, it, it isn't the same. I, 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 not because I'm just, because I'm a better cook than you. This is he's just like a new way of insulting every time. You're a better writer than me. He's he's so delighted by he's so delighted to have found another way to just take a stab at me. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm hopeful there's an actual point at the end of this. No, the the point is simply I really am not trying to take pride in it. It's more of a different pride is I just want their nourishment. I just want them. I, I honestly don't care. It's a simple fact is I would feel the same way if they're not eating um, Applegate chicken nuggets or whatever chicken nuggets I have given them. You know, I have that same feeling when they're not eating it. It's simply about I want them to have nourishment. I want them to eat something so they're not hungry later. You know, right now, Hugo's big thing is after he brushes his teeth, after he's in his pajamas, he crawls out of his crib and he's like, Banana, banana time. <laughs> and he wants, so he, he eats a whole banana. And I know, you know, I'm trying not to do that, but I also know, man, he didn't really eat that much for dinner. And this is probably yeah. around 80 to 100 calories. And I want him to get over it. You know, you're, you're just doing the math. I'm doing more of the math. And I, if I have the same feeling of him not eating a store-bought pizza or anything that's store-bought versus whatever I'm cooking myself, and there that happens... It's not about ego. It's I think it tells me that it's more about I just want my son to get the not even nourishment, calories. Yeah. I think that like so fruit, I feel very blessed that my kids like will just demolish fruit. And I'll say like the bougiest thing in the world because I'm the bougie guy, but like I'm so excited for summer fruit. <laughs> Cause like it just like the kids will eat it all the time. And like here's <laughs> this is the worst comparison. When we got our dog, he was not puppy. He was not potty trained yet. He was a puppy. And so like when you're potty training a dog, you've got to like take them outside all the time. And you're like, just please go. So I don't have to worry about this for the next hour. Please just poop. So I don't have to think about your poop for the next few hours. (laughs) I get that same sense of relief when my kids eat something, when they eat that banana, they eat that fruit, they eat like their meal. I'm just like, 
oh, thank God you ate something. You got the calories. Yeah. And now like, I don't have to worry about that for the next two it's, hours. It's not just, it's also the same feeling, Chris, again, why I don't think it's ego. When Hugo brushes his teeth more than 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, totally. oh, like, I did it. Thank God. Gosh, what a, oh, I, I just needed this today. Thank I God. needed a win. I needed a win. <laughs> Thank you. And I even sing a song with him to do it now. Up and down, back and forth, <laughs> left and right, do it right. That's what we sing to each other. Up and down, back and forth, left and right, do it right. Is that a Chang original or is I that a song? I think it's a Chang original. Never... Oh my God, that's amazing. And yeah. he will only brush his teeth with this song. Which I've not thought about enough to think about to myself. Am I screwing him up where as an adult, he will only brush his teeth if he sings, mentally sings this song? Is he going to go to the dentist and they can be like, have you been doing up and down, then back and forth? That's the wrong way to do it. Wait, I feel the same accomplishment in anything he does. I don't think it's ego. It's accomplishment to see your son. I think in some way it is a reflection of ego because it's your progeny. But I don't care about the ego of him making, you know, eating my own dish. I just, you know, I don't. I, I want them to uh, not get scurvy. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I hear you. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to get to a place where I'm not like, for me personally, it is still like. And it's apologies not ego, to but, like, all the you... parents that <laughs> let their kids get scurvy. <laughs> yeah, if there's any scurvy ridden kids, listen to each their own. But yeah, I mean, you're right. I'm just trying to get to a place for me personally. It's not necessarily like he's eating my food. I just like I took a lot of pride when when Ruby was uh, young and like eating like, you know, complex foods and like people being like, oh, my God, she's such a good eater. And like, you know, you, you take a little you take a little pride in that. But like I that's my main point is like, I got to get over that. No, it's not, not really like, pride, Chris, when people kid. tell me that I, I'm also very aware and I often say this, it's not, it, you know, it's not, it's not going to last long. <laughs> it's true because everything is a phases. And I'm also like, hey, I eat that stuff too. Nobody's proud of me. Yeah. Look at all the stuff I eat. Look at me. Look, I'm eating. Look at me. <laughs> I've been a member of the Clean Plate Club for 44 years. <laughs> I'm a founding member of the Clean Plate Club. <laughs> you know, nobody, I'm expecting to have that same reverence for batting 400 over average like Ted Williams, but nobody, nobody says, oh, it's more of, Internally, oh my God, Dave cleaned his plate again. <laughs> oh wow, really should really worth the the, the ticket price oh, to watch him eat his plate third again. plate. Oh, <laughs> we're the this is third clean plate of the day. <laughs> um, all right, so I know we said we're not going to try to pr- provide like panaceas for anybody, but like Ooh, another we, good, we, another good word. I know asceticism. <laughs> My, my my word of the day toilet paper. I've had a real stomach ache. I've I've uh, seen a lot of words. I think we it would be fun though to hear. That's just a word happened. I've never used in a sentence in my life. What panacea, panacea. ever? Well, I still haven't. Just, I've just repeated. <laughs> it. I don't think I have the the capability to properly use it in a sentence on my own accord. It's it, I, not happening. Zero. It's one of these words where somebody's going to write and being like. uh Chris, it's panacea, actually, you idiot. I just don't, I legitimately don't think I have the ability to use it in a sentence properly or to think of it, you know, there's no I'm way. I'm so excited for when we're going to be in some like pitch meeting somewhere or something and you're going to, you're going to break it out and I'm not going to be able to contain myself when you say it. Um, so no panaceas, but I'm curious about like, what have been some of your, like, what are some of your go-to like, oh, please just eat something, Hugo. Please just eat something. You know, what do you what do you make? What's like 
what is the the fallback option? If I need him to eat protein, I'm going to tell you right now, it's spam. Yeah. And he calls it chicken. <laughs> he's in can for I a rude s- awakening when he's eating at a friend's more- house and they serve chicken. <laughs> can I have some more chicken? No, he calls chicken chicken too, but he thinks spam is also chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that kid, uh, where I will take pride is being Korean and how reverential spam is to many some cultures not every culture but particularly Korean culture and is that genetic i don't know but man that that boy crushes spam so if he hasn't eaten anything because he won't eat um he doesn't love fish he doesn't love he likes salmon but it has to be mixed with rice and everything the only protein he will eat in and of itself completely naked is the nose to tail experiment called spam (laughs) The nose and tail <laughs> experiment of spam. And let's just be honest, there will never be an organic spam. It's not going to happen. <laughs> um, wait, the other day you were saying that Gus also, this was crazy to me, like, as, as like speaking of like proteins, like, did you say he was eating chicken liver? Yes. How, how are you doing that? So I was told, and then I did some homework, that chicken liver is is good for development. So I bought some frozen organic chicken livers, and they were dirt cheap. I think under $3 for half a pound. <laughs> chicken liver remains so cheap. <laughs> like so everything cheap. else is getting expensive. Chicken liver still cheap. I cleaned them a little bit, defrosted them, and I sautéed them, and then I blitzed them with a, with, oil, with a little olive oil and a little butter um, and a little uh, formula as well. And he like gobbles it up. No, uh, we mix it. We mix it with uh, another vegetable puree. Oh, okay. And it tastes terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other thing people have to understand. Uh, man, a lot of that baby food tastes just so bad. So, so bad. bad. So bad. Especially the shelf stable protein stuff. The one that has carrots. Organic bison and peas or whatever. Right. Anything you see that's in a package, like a uh, that 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 you suck out of, tastes so bad. Yeah, you should never try it. Yeah, I've tried. You've tried it though, right? Like, no, I it's think so, a lot it's of so bad. Don't try it. It's so bad, and I'm not. A, I mean, I'm just not a fan of of many of the prepack. I'm still hopeful that there's something out there, but anything that's just purely fruit or vegetable based. That's been pasteurized to nothingness is 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 oh, is good because it tastes similar to a healthy smoothie. That's the way hmm. I think about it. But hmm. um, yeah, I I I think that a lot of the things that I give him taste terrible, but he loves it. <laughs> and so. so it's like yeah, pragmatic. For like for my part in our house, like the the current weapons that have worked are. Like a lot of the time for me, I think so. When you were talking about chicken nuggets, I was like, I don't necessarily even think that the the full appeal of chicken nuggets to kids is just the taste. I think there's something about like the shape and like uh, like the appearance of a chicken nugget that kids like. And so right now, <laughs> like my biggest parenting victory of the last week was like Keith would just like he's not gonna eat vegetables. He's not gonna touch anything. Like so we we put a bunch of edamame on his plate, like pre shelled edamame, and he wasn't touching it. But like recently, he's been on this weird kick where he'll eat anything on a stick like he'll, if you put something on a stick he'll eat it so i took like a little toothpick and i just like impaled like i made a little shish kebab of edamame and then he ate 
like a cup of edamame just like on a stick. It made me freak out. I was like freaked out because like now my two-year-old has like a little sharp toothpick in his hand that he's eating off of. I wish there was like some in-between solution that didn't make me terrified, but like putting it on a stick, I was like, I'm See, dad of the year. I, I think that would never happen. I would never. You would never what? It's you you basically playing Russian roulette with, with your the stick. I know, I know, but he wouldn't eat anything. No, I no. needed him to eat this thing. Unacceptable. That is parenting <laughs> fail, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> going to get reported. So I'm bad. Just gonna be reported. Child services should hear this because <laughs> he's. We're standing right there. He's not going to hurt so himself. Bad. No, but that no, was my fear. Was like, no. I, I, yeah, I, you should I, be vulnerable. That's a terrible idea. I think it's you know a bad cool. idea. You know, it'd be cool is like a little skewer that you could serve, then like put a little end cap on that was like not sharp. That would be a neat little. How could you thing. put an end cap on? No, if you could, like a pen. You know what I mean? Like if you could impale everything and then put a cap on it, and then they could still slide off the thing, slide the food off of it, or you turn it around. Well, this is. Uh, I'm wondering to myself: Is this idea better than the office space jump to conclusion map? <laughs> no, that's one of the great bye ideas. Bye bye, baby. Bye bye, baby. I promise you. This is not going to be the idea. I promise you, this is not going to happen. <laughs> no, the, 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 the child skewer is perfect. not going to it's happen. It's a perfect idea because it, it like makes parents feel like they should be doing something. It makes them feel scared that they don't have the, the stab proof. This is somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in between jump to conclusion, Matt and office space and Nathan for use poo flavored saucer of ice cream. Somewhere in between there. <laughs> also a good idea. Also got the customers in the door. Um, the other thing that has been working in our house is like my kids will eat pho no matter what. Like they'll always eat pho. Wow. But uh, I mean, just like plain. They won't really. No, the, my Hugo, that's too herbaceous. He goes, she goes, taste it. Nah, man, that's just, he won't go in there. My uh, kids, my kids eat it up. But like, do you have a, um, do you have a silicone, silicon bowl, like soup bowl that you like? I like, I, I like, that's the thing is like, we don't have a bowl that I'm like comfortable serving. So with this the is hot something that I am, uh, I want to develop is, um, silicon bowls that aren't this high. Like too shallow, right? What the hell, man? And the spoons also not deep enough. <laughs> like to eat soup with. Again, Not deep talk enough. about the chicken manufacturing cabal. Whoever makes these spoons, they're playing a joke on all these parents and kids. It's, it's, it's just it's very it's similar to those carnival games where you're never going to win throwing those corners or those rings over the. It's just <laughs> never going to happen. Totally. I think they they intentionally know internal meetings. These parents have you know no idea. It literally is a conspiracy between the spoon manufacturers and the bib manufacturers because they're like, oh, you know what's going to get these kids messy? These yeah. shallow spoons yeah. that can't Seriously. hold any liquid. I think it's it's not a conspiracy. You just pointed out a fact, right? It is 100% it true. And they're the same company. You look at these spoons. Is that a spade? A gardening <laughs> spade? Where is... The the concave or con where is it? There's no liquid to be held in this. Or if thing. it does, yeah. or if it does, it's just a big enough whale well for a millimeter of liquid. Yeah, one millimeter of liquid that they then have to like bring to their mouth, and it's inevitably going to spill on them into their bib. So, I just want a larger well, higher walled silicone bowl. Yeah, that's what I need too. And, and and the half and half ones, they don't have to be pulled, but like, I, I have a problem with the stuff that's out there. I use yeah. it because I have no other choice. Yeah. 
I love seeing my kids pick up the bowl and drink soup out of a bowl, though. That's the one of the cutest things in the world. But I, I agree. Like or, I need deeper bowls. I mean, deeper I haven't. Spoons. Hugo doesn't bring it. Do they bring it to their mouth? Does he put his face to the bowl? Oh, yeah. <laughs> my kids haven't figured. They're not advanced enough to figure that. Why? Why bring this bowl up here? More when economical in terms of movement. <laughs> this is more movement. You know, it dips. <laughs> Which is how I eat a bowl of noodles too. That's which I'm banned from Momofuku Noodle Bar. Um, but yeah, so so I, I'm I'm glad to hear that you have like a similar problem with these spoons and bowls because like my kids eat these things. I don't know. I, I I guess like noodle soups aren't like what every kid eats or whatever. But like they're big in my household. I could use some better stuff. Like hopefully this is the kind of thing that we can get by by baby to boxes. make. No, no, yeah, no. We're, it's not. I am <laughs> making these. <laughs> I am so tired of the lack of thought that goes into a lot of these products. I really am. A lot of these bento boxes are garbage. I'm just going to say it. It's garbage. I'm tired of it. I want to talk to these stroller manufacturers. <laughs> What's happening? Why is this over $1,000? What the hell? Yeah. What? And where is the button? I can never find the button to close these things. Where is it? I can't find it. Again, they can make it easier. I know they can make it easier or more affordable or across the board. I I don't know. There there are a lot of things in the world of parenting that are um need improvement. We'll just leave it at that. And also, you know what can improve? Me as a parent. Yeah, same here. Same here. Not, not that much. I'm pretty close to throwing a perfect game. Good here. God. Good God, this guy. I'm a good dad. Please nobody judge me on giving my two-year-old a toothpick that he's going to stab himself in the eye with. I'm a good dad. That's a hard, it's really no joke. That's just a bad, that's bad. I'm right there watching him. He ate so much edamame. It was a good, it was a good move. I was really proud of myself and Jamie was proud of me too for the first time in years. Can we have a vote? Discord community, good parenting move or bad parenting move? <laughs> no, let's not open the, the door of judging people's parenting moves. That's just too hurtful. Um, all right. I think that we're going to keep on talking more dad stuff. This is like, it's been too long, Dave. Like we haven't been able to like riff on this for a while. I'm excited to do more. Give us five stars. But if you are an adult who's made it all the way to the end here without having kids uh, and have always had a hard time eating edamame, one helpful tip for you is just put them all in a Q-tip or a Q-tip, a toothpick and eat it that way. No. All right. Thanks, guys. 